Hey, happy new year, everybody. Welcome in. It is 2021. Officially, when you listen to this podcast, it will be the new year. And as promised, I am back with a podcast I'm going to keep up with. I promise you, everyone, if not, please hold me to it. And to start the new year off right, I asked him about a week ago, what better person to have on our first New Year's podcast. Then, brrr, drum roll please, primetime treasure hustler, hunter, galore, <laughs> extraordinaire, Dominic is here with us. Everyone knows him. Dominic, welcome in. Hey man, thanks a lot. It's uh, an honor to ring the New Year in with you and uh, everybody else and put 2020 behind us once and for all. <laughs> yeah, this could not be a more uh, exciting, like entry into a new year after what happened the last 365 days. I, I can't even imagine what is in store for us the next 365 days. Are you ready? Are you ready? Uh, I, I am. And you're right. I mean, it sounds, it, it really feels like this has been 10 years, but uh, <laughs> I see, I'm glad he said that. I seen memes where people were like, didn't I ask you last decade when this year would be over? <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. That's what, it has just gone on and on. I mean, we could almost part this out. Like people always do like, uh, especially with business owners and entrepreneurs, like the quarters of the year, like what happened in first quarter or second quarter yeah. and third quarter. I feel yeah. like it's been all one quarter. Like we got bad news. The bad news continued. The bad news got worse. And now it's the end of the year. Yeah, you know, we had a little bit of uh, saving grace in the beginning of the year, which was good. In fact, I remember being in a hotel in Denver and tuning into one of your live shows and letting you know I was in Denver visiting the world's largest comic book shop. Yep, and, uh, That was an absolute blast to do. I mean, talk about entrepreneurship. That was a real eye-opening experience to see that. And I just got there in time because that was in February. February, yeah. Yeah, and then right after that, I mean, everything just hit, and I feel so, yeah. yeah, so feel so fortunate. And you know what? You put up a really great at the at the end of this uh, podcast when everybody is done listening to this episode. As always with any of the podcasts, I'll link Dominic's YouTube channel. And uh, I'll try to single out those videos because you did a, a actual a series of videos. So, yeah, yeah, um, it was I'll link, yeah. yeah, I'll link that series. that first series one, and then everyone can just go video to video support. So yeah. always check the descriptions of these podcasts. I'll link everything that you need to find Dominic and whoever's on here. So um, yeah, February seems like ages and ages ago. Uh, <laughs> I don't even re I can't recall what we were doing in January and February. I don't even remember. Like, I just was like, 2020, it's a new year, a new decade, let's go into it. And then just a collapse. I can we tell you, though, I could tell you, though, on, on uh, Valentine's Day, um, me and Kate were out, my fiance, Caitlin, were out at a dinner. And this is before everything shut down, of course. We were just getting whispers of things, you know, maybe the first person in the whole U.S. had been diagnosed with COVID. And yeah. so... We're out at a dinner and a friend of mine who is married to an Asian lady who lives in San Francisco uh, was on a trip to China where they have the new year, the Chinese new year. And the Chinese new year had already passed, but usually they stay together for like a month. It's a big deal out there. And um, he was on his, on his return trip, trying to schedule a return trip. Within one day, he was able to escape the country because they shut everyone down in China in late January, early February. And he actually had to fly from China to Bali in order to get a flight out of Bali to get back to LAX to get home with one day to spare. And that was the day I sort of said, 
I, I mean, I looked at Kate and I was like, I think things are about to change. Like things are getting yeah. really crazy right now. And she was like, oh, it's China. It's, you know, out there. And I said, yeah, but there were 400 people on his flight home. Right. Yeah, that, that was definitely a big sign. And then, you know, you know, living in Florida, we actually had a Disney uh, World trip planned and uh, we missed it by like two to three weeks because they, they shut it down. And when you shut down Disney World, I mean, you know, hurricanes don't shut down. Disney. No. So like, you know, for something to shut down Disney, you know, it's serious. That's what? when we're like, all right, this is this is real. <laughs> yeah, we we saw the sport. I was watching the Jazz, the Utah Jazz game when they one of the Rudy Gobert tested positive and they right. ended the game halfway through. And uh, that night is when all the sports teams started canceling. And then we fast forward; it was like within a week, all the parks funny. were closed. Yeah, Everything. that's fun. that's funny you mention that because I was literally I feel like I was part of history on YouTube when this happened because I was literally I was doing a live show, and mm. as I'm doing the live show, you're right. That announcement came out about uh, you know someone on the Utah Jazz that was positive. They canceled the full season of the NBA that night. And in addition to that, um, that was the night that Tom Hanks also announced that he was positive. And like I just felt like that night, like right on the show, like everything was collapsing. Like as I'm doing a live show, and by the time I got off, like the whole world had like you know it was, it was like suddenly changing it yeah. was crazy and he was in australia at the time that's right that's yeah right. it was it was everywhere it was you know in utah and australia and people coming up from china it was a quick quick collapse one thing just dominoed the rest and that's kind of a good segue because like business is sort of that way too like this this whole podcast you guys for this year um everyone who isn't familiar i'll catch you up we are resellers um, I better refer to ourselves as entrepreneurs because what we do is reselling, but we've expanded it to other facets and, and branches. Is that kind of accurate? Yeah, you got to, you, you have to expand. You have to, you know, continue to grow with all the different um, t- you know, technologies that are out there and that allow you to, you know, build out your base. Yeah. And, and we're going to go into that more. I've got a little talking points I said, Dom earlier, but um, we'll get more into like his expansion and his growth from, circa last year through this year but the dominoes as bad as they fell for us this year they can fall in a good direction and um so we'll just start it off is 2021 you know everyone jumped into 2020 as a this is going to be the year of being an entrepreneur i'm going to start my business or i'm going to actually take it serious uh you know a lot of part-timers or dabblers or hobbyists but is 2021 actually a good year with everything that we've been through is it a good year to do that is this the year I don't know if it's the year, but I think any year is a, is a good potential year. I mean, even 2020 depends on what it is that you are doing. I mean, I, you and I have a similar outlook and uh, view of things in the world in that, um, you know, I don't care what is going on. I will always try to find a way around obstacles. So if there's a recession going on, my philosophy is I don't take part in recessions. Uh, so, you know, that should, now that might sound, you know, like uppity or something, but I don't mean it that way. I just mean it in that things could be going on that are bad, but I've got to find the way towards success around that. So for example, like this year in 2020, uh, a lot of businesses got, you know, completely ruined because they just weren't prepared to deal with a post pandemic life. But tell me any pizza shop that closed down, uh, because of, uh, you know, I was doing deliveries that closed down because of the pandemic. There probably weren't any as, as long as their pizza was good because people needed to order out and a pizza place is, you know, definitely primed yeah. for that. 
uh, anything that had to deal with online streaming and entertainment online. Uh, people came up with all sorts of new ways to experience concerts online and do, yeah. you know. Live um, Nation blew up, their stock right. took off, yeah. Right, or people needed online shop, you know, they needed to do online, you know, uh, orders for shopping. So, you know, people who would, you know, go out to the grocery stores and started up businesses like that, you know, to shop for people. Uh, I mean, how, I, how ironic you say that, we're now recording this podcast to resume audio. Yeah. And, and Zoom stock is up like 8 million gajillion percentages. Yeah, right, exactly. So that's what it is. I mean, you've, it's all about timing and you've got to be able to tap into the trends and figure out what it is that, you know, people want, what is they enjoy. I mean, you know, after the pandemic hit, um, you remember, for example, there was this big, for like within reselling, there was a huge surge for a desire for exercise equipment because yep. people couldn't get into gyms. And so gyms. If, yeah. if you were still selling things that people really weren't interested in anymore because they couldn't use, um, you were going to lose out. So you had to be able to quickly shift and tap into a new market. Yep. And that's, that's true. I mean, I can think of a few off the top of my head. What good timing for Walmart having their new uh, delivery, grocery delivery um, competitor to Amazon uh, come into live right around April or May it went live. Um, also things like the online, um, like you mentioned the exercise apps that came, uh, there's a company called mirror that sells a mirror, uh, Peloton, that bike with their online, you know, people were like, Oh my God, I got to spend a thousand or 1500 bucks on a bike. Uh, as opposed to, okay, well now I'm spending 30 bucks a month on a gym that I can't use. Cancel the gym. They put their money into something, you know, an online or at home apps. People are using even just their iPad sitting in front of them or computer. So, People have adapted and any company that went online, I just mentioned Live Nation, uh, there hasn't been a concert in how long? I mean, 10 months, 11 months, right. 12 months. I mean, so all these Live Nation online concerts, there was one with uh, country stars that had 35 million views in two days. So right. there you go. And people were paying money to see some of these. Uh, I don't know. It's I had actually bought uh, my fiance um, birthday tickets to um, the Backstreet Boys go figure, you know, all the uh, 30 year old women want to regain their youth. So it was That's at right. a concert, of course, it was canceled. And they rescheduled it for, um, I want to say it was summer over the summer, June or July, thinking that, you know, at the beginning, everyone's like, Oh, three months, we'll be back to something. Of course, that didn't happen. So now it's been rescheduled again, for March. And we don't know if that's going to happen. And so yeah. we'll see online concerts were really big this year. I invested actually in live nation and made a little money off of them. Their stock has since settled down a little bit, but at first they spiked, they went from whatever it was. I think I bought them at like $8 a share and they went up to like $30 a share. Yeah. And that they was, came back down. That so, was definitely a, that was definitely a smart move. Yep. Uh, I, only made, I didn't buy a lot, but I made a little money. <laughs> one other thing that came to mind, um, you know, for those in the reselling community is, uh, do you remember the surge that we had in puzzles? Yes. I mean, all yeah. of a sudden puzzles went from something that was like, yeah, you'd sell a few here and there to there was a massive, it was like, at one point it was the number one item that was reselling. Uh, on eBay. Money. Yeah. So exactly what I mean. You just have to look for those the trending. Things. Yeah. The puzzles went nuts. And the, not only just the, the sell, the sell through rate, the prices of them went skyrocketed oh, yeah. as well. I just right. bought my parents two puzzles for Christmas. That's funny. They love puzzles. And um, when we were there, we were looking at the, there's a 51,000 piece puzzle. That's like 
Goodness. 12 feet long and eight feet uh, high. I'm like, that's the next one we got to buy. I said, we get any more lockdowns, we're buying this. I said, if we had known what was going to happen before, I would have bought it for us to see if we could finish it before lockdown was over. Right. It's true. It was so many things get brought to the forefront of business in general, you know, reselling. We saw restaurants, you know, at the time, even when it started to calm down and they opened up for outdoor dining only, setting up tables and chairs in the parking lot because, well, the parking lot's not being used because nobody can come there to eat. So let's turn the parking lot into 20 tables. Right. And so people, you know, working that way, we had uh, touchless, you know, touchless delivery and, and, and door front uh, Ubers where they wouldn't even knock at your door. You just tell them, leave it at the front door, walk outside. The funniest thing uh, over this year, I, of course, I remodeled some of my house and sold it. And the last week before we put it up for sale, we had to replace the sidewalk out front. We had some big oak trees and the, the roots cracked all the sidewalks. So we had it all replaced. The guy took my sidewalk out and it was just, there was nowhere to walk up to my house. And I ordered Uber that night and I forgot. And I said, leave it at the front door, but there was no way to get to the front door. Right. So I, I had to open my garage door. I totally remembered it, like right as the lady was pulling up. I opened the garage door and I was like, just leave it in the driveway. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah, it was weird because it was just things just so many things just changed. Like you would just look, I would look around sometimes and I would just see, you know, cars parked on the side of the street, someone emerging with a whole bunch of, of bags you know, from some kind of restaurant and was like, oh, okay, I guess the Jones have ordered Taco Bell tonight. Or, you know, yeah. it just, you know, it was just a total different way of, but it also showed how businesses were, were adapting. Yep. And the ones that didn't, didn't, they, you know, tons of small businesses. We have yeah. uh, beachfront restaurants around here that didn't really cater to delivery or any of that type of thing. They're gone. They, they, they couldn't have customers. Yeah, you know what's interesting about that too, Casey, is that, um, you know, and I relate it to sometimes things that happen in the reselling community when people are going through some adversity or they're struggling. I, I saw some businesses fold that didn't necessarily have to fold. They could have adapted, but they literally chose not to adapt. I've read about a lot of these, um, you know, local businesses and restaurants just, you know, shutting down on the local community, local paper. And, you know, you read some of the interviews and they basically just said, yeah, we just decided forget it. It's not worth it anymore. And they just decided to fold. It, it's not that they work. could not have survived, but some places just chose to say, eh, it's not worth it. And they didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. I mean, some of them said, I, I heard a few people say it was so much work. It was a lot of work. Yeah. And that's what happens when things are right. hard. You got to put in the work. I mean, that's right. I think, I think a lot of people get scared of that in general. Some of the hobbyists and part-time people, they say, I'm scared of the amount of work. I'm scared of yep. what it's going to take, especially now looking back at 2020, even, you know, before that, they're like, it's a lot of work. Now they're like, oh my God, what if something else bad happens? What That's if right. X happens in the reselling world um, for people who may not be familiar or new to that facet, it was, people couldn't go to the store to shop. You obviously couldn't go to thrift stores, <clears throat> which is a supply chain for uh, probably what 75, 80% of all of the people that watch us or a part of the community. So they had no way to get inventory. So right. a lot of them just gave up like, Oh, I don't have a way to get inventory. Right. And in reality, their fear of, okay, go out and buy wholesale boxes or pallets and have it delivered or, you know, network with people on social media who are the fearful ones who are giving up and just want to sell their inventory and will box it up and ship it to you. Um, you know, all of these different options that they had to get material, they just, some people just didn't do it. They were just scared of it. They didn't, but also, you know, some resellers adapted to it and started to move towards, uh, 
some type of wholesale model in which they started to sell some of their inventory to people who needed who needed that inventory. Yep. Uh, I think were you doing that at, at one point during I, the year? Were you yeah, we we did start in December of 2019. We officially opened uh, a wholesale site through Shopify, and we weren't doing it. Obviously, there was no COVID then, so we weren't. Mm. We couldn't have anticipated that. Right. Our original uh, model was based on the fact that I would get a ton of emails and messages from people that were either quitting or I would say, for example, get somebody who was a specialist in women's shoes and women's tops, but she had all this men's uh, clothing and she couldn't do anything with it. So she'd be like, what can I do with this? Will you sell it to me? And since I had a big audience, I'm like, yeah, box it up, make a few boxes and we'll list it. And if it sells, you know, we'll give you the shipping information, shipping label, you ship it out and, and we'll pay you. And so it started off kind of slow. And then obviously, you know, a month or two later, January, February hits, nobody can go to stores. And people are like, you know, people are crazy. They're like, you know, right. what do you have for sale on your site? What can I buy? I need inventory. And then right. there were the other people who were like, you know, I don't, I don't really have a way to get rid of this. Help me. And so we were able to put customer A and customer B together. And, you know, in our first year now on Shopify, we're going to do, we're going to close next week at like 125,000. So, um, and we're still perfecting it and working it out, but it was, it was seeing an opportunity of people that needed something and people that had something and a, a solution to the problem. The problem was the inability to source locally. And the solution was getting people together from, you know, different areas and, and getting them the, the material. So, right. But, you know, I also think there's a lesson to be learned from all this uh, to carry forwards into 2021 and beyond, which is that uh, people need to build and plan for, um, these types of emergencies and plan for redundancies and um, all sorts of extenuating circumstances in their business. So people used to uh, make fun of backstock as, as death piles. Death piles. <laughs> right. And uh, I, I get that. But at the same time, you know, those, you know, those death piles, as people used to call them, really became like life piles yeah. for people who held on to them. I remember just, you know, building up inventory for, for years and, you know, for multiple reasons, one of which was, I said, you know, you never know what is going to happen with any kind of, you know, business that you're in. And, and I have multiple streams of income. And, you know, if anything happened with those other streams, I wanted to make sure that I had backstock to be able to, to pull from. Uh, and also, if there's an emergency, not I wasn't necessarily thinking COVID, but I said, you know, what if I break my leg, you know, and I can't yeah. drive or get around, I need to be able to have inventory for X number of, of months. And so I literally had, you know, years worth that I could have <laughs> listed and not had to step out of my door to source. And I think that people will think more in that vein going forward yep. in terms of making sure that they have something in case there's any other kind of emergency that comes up either personal or you know statewide or nationally or internationally exactly. and that's that's funny there's two things on that our good friends keith and star from pittsburgh um who you know well too they yep. actually were just running out of inventory right in the end of january and i said something to them and i want to say it was like that valentine's dinner night where i was like i think you guys really need to stock up and keith and star at the time were probably sourcing two to three days a week they went like 14 straight days of non-stop sourcing, buying any, even stuff that wasn't like normally their big, you know, buys. It was, it was iffy, but they were like, you know what, this iffy is going to become great. And they stocked up and then anything we had come through the wholesale that we thought was reasonably good for our, ourselves to purchase, we right. would buy it. And instead of passing it along to other people, we would stick it to the side. 
And, yeah. uh, and so, yeah, we had tons and tons of stuff. And if you remember, it was right then that what, we actually bought it in March, right when stuff locked down, we secured 17 pallets of remote controls. And it was just happened to be a purchase that came along at the right time. And right. I remember so that, that got us a few months of, you know, and then we followed it up with another tractor trailer. So yeah, we were looking for those opportunities of let's get as much as we can all at once. And the other funny thing, this is going to really get you to laugh. And uh, I'm going to have him on the podcast sometime <laughs> in the next few weeks. Um, you probably can already guess who I'm going to mention here, but uh, drive time with Dave. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, anybody who doesn't know him, I'll, I'll reference him in future videos, but he, uh, you know, he always gives me a hard time about, you know, your inventory. It's just a bunch of money laying around. It's all this stuff. You know, I called him up and I was like, how do you feel about that now? And he's like, what else can we buy? How many tractor trailer loads can you find? What can you get me? And I'll tell you, you know, I, I hate to harp on him because you give me a hard time, but his, he has five kids. Um, and, uh, one of his children had open heart surgery a year or two ago, young. And the other one is very immune compromised. So he has to be very, very careful. He didn't leave his house for months. His wife is very careful. You know, they sprayed everything down and she's actually yeah. pregnant, pregnant with a six. Um, I can't remember when she's due, but I think right after the new year, February, maybe March. But uh, so they were very, very careful. So he couldn't go to work or do anything like he normally did at his other, you know, his reselling businesses, technology and communications. And a lot of those companies shut down as well. And he just had a hard time at it. And he was just like, you know, thankfully I had a warehouse full of stuff, but um, you know, I was like, you always gave me a hard time about all that stuff laying down. And, and now oh, he's, yeah. like, he's like, I'll never give you a hard time again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There were a lot of people used to stay, say stuff like that uh, to people who had backstock. And yeah, you're right. It's just a, you know, totally new set of circumstances made all that backstock look a lot different to people. Look a lot different. Yeah. And he, he, he was like, this keeps up. I'm going to have to make YouTube videos again. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a good time. Um, so let me ask you going forward, if people hear us talk about like things like wholesale and, and buying all this inventory and people that might be getting started in a business, you know, whatever the business is this year, maybe it's affiliate sales or social media or YouTube. You know, if you want to start a YouTube channel in 2021, by the way, uh, never a bad time. And you have plenty of content to go off of, I assure you. Um, does sure. it take a lot of money? What it, talk about what it takes to actually start something, whatever it is. I, I, I mean, I think it partly depends on what it is that you want to start, but you know, in a, in a reselling community, it really doesn't. I mean, you know, you just need some basics, most of which a lot of people have laying around anyway, you know, you're yep. going to need something to take a picture. Almost everyone has a camera. Um, you know, you're going to need a printer. Almost everyone has something, you know, like that. Uh, you need to, you're going to need to get inventory, obviously, but you could start off small. There's plenty of success stories in reselling, including people on YouTube who've documented, you know, going out and starting with a few bucks and, you know, just building up from there and, you know, making sales and then taking the profit from those sales and investing into bigger and bigger things and then just uh, growing from there. So really, I mean, you could really start off and eventually, you know, in several years, uh, be you know really successful just depending on how smart you are with uh, investing your your money now if you wanted to start up you know and get a dunkin donuts franchise well that's different you know you're going to have to invest a lot of money into that or if you want to compete with the wwe uh <laughs> good luck with that one you're really going to need a lot of startup money so uh, sub, uh, average subway franchisee is one hundred seventy-five thousand dollars to start that's right 
<laughs> so it, it really does depend on what it is you want to do. But I think for the average person, you know, who's listening to this and, you know, who wants to start getting into, you know, entrepreneurship some more, I think reselling is a great way to a step up into that because there's so many places to branch off from there, especially with the social media yes. uh, that you mentioned with the YouTube channel and, you know, Instagram, Facebook, there's so many places that you could go with it. It's crazy. There is. And, and one of my favorite business models, now I'm not a professional at it at all and I don't make a ton of money from it. Uh, if I had to guess it's, it's around a thousand bucks a month total, but um, affiliate sales is really something that I, you know, I don't want to dive into too much specifics just in this, this podcast episode, maybe another one, but affiliate sales is long story short, you are paid a commission to market somebody else's product. So uh, your buddy has a fantastic t-shirt that says welcome 2021 and he sells them for 20 bucks a piece. And he goes, Hey, you advertise these to everyone, you know, all over the place. I'll give you $3 every time one sells. Right. And you put it out everywhere and 20 people buy it and you make 60 bucks. That's all affiliate yep. sales is. It doesn't right. matter if you're a reseller. Um, you know, we all know about makeup and hair girls that, that sell makeup products. And, and the Kardashians are probably the prime example. Every time they put out a post for a makeup company, they make, you know, a million dollars. And that's the reason why, because they're selling, right. you know, millions of units. Right. And so affiliate sales is something we do, you know, I, I might recommend a, a thermal printer you just mentioned for resellers who need to print yep. shipping labels and, and it's a, a $200 thermal printer and they pay me five bucks every time one sells and I sell 20 of them. Right. And so I get a hundred bucks. And so that, that can be done in, you know, I see people that sell it, uh, uh, food, you know, they do like the blue apron. Uh, there's, there's people with cooking channels and chefs and, and people that just love food and, people that are resellers that do reseller supplies, there's makeup and hair girls. Uh, I follow this one girl who's really, you know, I, I hate this word, I'm gonna get hammered for it, but kind of country, rednecky type girl. She's super sweet, but she sells, you know, camouflage clothing and, right. and uh, accessories for her bow and arrow and all this stuff. And she makes big, big money. Right. And none of that requires a dime, not no. one dime. No. And it's just another branch off of social media, you know, whether you're a YouTuber or a TikToker. I, have you ever got started in TikTok? Yeah, yeah I, I do. I have a TikTok account. I have a few TikToks up. Uh, my kids are mortified by the, by the <laughs> any, yeah, mortified. They're 15 and 16. And so they're, you know, right in that TikTok age. And anytime I try to pull one up, I would just get hammered by that. <laughs> So, I'm a little mortified for your kids. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's so bad. Even when I put up YouTube thumbnails, I mean, they could, they, you know, they, they could deal with that. But oh, just... come on, I can deal with your YouTube thumbnails. It's, <laughs> you guys are listening to this. So if you're not familiar with Dominic's channel or new, Dominic's a handsome young man. Um, I, I'm good with your YouTube. Well, that's only because you and I are looking, starting to look like me. Oh, he just hammered me with that. See, <laughs> see, hammered. No, that's Whenever a compliment. That's a compliment. <laughs> I'm gonna look. The thumbnail to this podcast is gonna 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 clear all this up for you guys. Um, no, he's he's right. Yeah, I'm start, I'm crossing that 35 range. I'll be 36 next year, so uh, it's getting there. Yeah, but I I mean, Dot, you just heard Dominic's got teenagers. How, how does yeah. that feel? How does I'm totally going off topic. How does having teenagers two of them? Yeah, man, it's weird. It's really weird, especially you know as they're getting older and doing more adult things. Like you know, my daughter's working in a department store, you know, part time, and she's driving a car and getting you know taking her getting you know to look at colleges and stuff. And oh my, you know, God. my son is just he's getting he's almost as, you know I mean he's not quite as tall as me. I'm six foot six, but he's getting. Yeah. 
there. And it's just crazy just seeing how tall he's getting. And yeah, it's just, you know, becoming more like adults as opposed to little kids and you can't do so, the same. So thing. here's a, here's a great follow-up on that. How do they yeah. feel about being an entrepreneur or like their life path? What do they think of this? You know, it's an interesting uh, question because right now I would say what they are thinking of at their young age is not anything really that has to do much with entrepreneurship. Like my daughter is more thinking of something in medicine, like genetics, and my son is more thinking of something, you know, engineering, because he's very good at math or like chemistry related, something science. So, yeah, but you know what? I I always tell them, I'm like, first of all, number one, you have to make sure you have fun. You have to try to do something that's that's also distinctive that sets you apart from somebody else so that you could, you know, command a good, you know, salary. Uh, And, you know, you don't have to know it now. You know, I didn't know when I was then exactly. I didn't know anything until I was like 34. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, right. I mean, even me, like, if you would have told me five years ago that I would have a YouTube channel, I would have told you you were crazy. I got yeah. never thought that that was something I would do. So you're, you're partly to blame for that, but uh. <laughs> to blame, not to think. Yeah. No, I, you know what? Five, five years ago, my channel started and 2000, uh, November, December, 2015. I really didn't post anything until midway through 16, end of 16. So it's really only been about four, four and a half years of posting, but I watched some other YouTubers who are well-known in our community, Raken, Profit, yeah. Bonafide, Hustlers, people like yeah. that. And I, I was just a guy watching YouTube and I'm like, right. I didn't even know anything about YouTube. I'm like, oh, yeah. I can just pop up videos. Now, I, like my YouTube, I mean, I've got stuff hanging in my walls from YouTube. and, and Yeah, man. Like, Congratulations on the 100,000 subs. 100,000. Are you kidding me? And so it's like, you know, YouTube sending letters and invite yeah. me out to their, you know, right at COVID. And I think in January, I, I got a hundred thousand in February and they sent me a letter inviting me to the YouTube studios in Santa yeah. Clara, California. That's, that's and I'm like, amazing. I'm like, we'll have to, we'll have to reschedule that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So it was just weird. Like there's so many things you never know. And, you know, I, I love hearing that your, your kids, like they're, they're going big, man, like doctor, engineer. Yeah. Uh, and it's because, you know, and we didn't, I should have started this off right, but Dominic has obviously a, a background in medicine slash other things. So tell everyone who's listening to this a little bit about your background, like well, 60 seconds of Dominic. Okay. I work as a, it's going to sound real technical jargon here, but I work <laughs> as a, I work as a board certified neuropsychologist, which means that I work with adults and children who have um, known or suspected brain injury. So Uh, or brain disease. And so sometimes it's already known what's wrong with them. So we know they suffered a stroke or that they have Mm. multiple sclerosis or a brain tumor. And we're trying to figure out exactly how they're functioning and how they can get back into, you know, society or what limitations they have that would prevent them from doing that. Other times, though, it's trying to figure out exactly what's wrong. So someone might take an elderly parent to me and you know, they're having memory problems and trying to figure out if it's Alzheimer's disease, depression, or normal aging. And so I've got to try to sort through, do an assessment and figure all that stuff out. So that's Ooh. largely what I've done, done there. I've uh, done a lot of work, like I said, with traumatic brain injury. And I've written, as you mentioned, uh, two books uh, related to that uh, topic. And so, um, you know, I'd say at this point, uh, I was, and when I started getting to YouTube, I was like mid-career. I've you know accomplished a lot of things with that career but i wanted to start doing other things uh, i wanted to start branching out were you uh, were you i don't want to say 
bored of what you did, but just needing more stimulation outside of it? Yeah, my, my, my job, my everyday job, I wouldn't say it's boring. It's still interesting to me. Um, but I, I, I felt, routine? yeah, well, I mean, it's routine in the sense that it has its own set schedule and there's a, a lot of similarities with some of the patients, yet they are all different in some way. So that, that is helpful. Um, but I felt like that if I just continued to just do that every day for another 15 years, that there were a lot of other things out there that I would be missing out on. There's a lot of other things. See, part of it, my, not to get too personal, but my father passed away at age 60 or 60-ish uh, due to esophageal cancer. And he worked his ass off. Um, he, he was one of the vice presidents for Merrill Lynch. Oh, wow. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he came down with esophageal cancer. And uh, he went through all the treatments for that and everything. And uh, he was really was, looking was forward. He not a, was he a smoker or anything that he, caused it? A long time ago he was. He was also, he served, he was a sergeant in Vietnam. So he was exposed to like all sorts of chemicals yeah, over there. You yeah. know, orange, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. who knows exactly what it was. Although it's it, yeah. because he stopped smoking and then he was on this health kick for many years. He would exercise early in the morning. He would, you know, eat the healthiest things, salads, everything. He was trying to control something that sometimes could be uncontrollable, which is, yeah. you know, if you're going to get, you can yeah. maybe staved it off for a little bit. But my main point is that I remember being with him towards the end and he looked at me and he said, I'm never going to get to enjoy the golden years. Yeah. And he was so looking forward to that. And I said to myself, that's not going to happen to me. I said, yeah. I am going to make sure that I went, when it's my time that I, took advantage of the things that were available to me out there for fun to enjoy, you know, starting a YouTube channel, for example, that was a challenge. You mentioned Raken. I remember one time Raken was like, just go do it. Not, you know, just do it. Stop putting it up. So yeah. I just said, fine. And I just did it along with other influences, including yourself. But I just jumped into it and, and started doing it. God, I hear that every day yeah. about yeah. people that want to do stuff and they just put it yeah. off. Yeah. So, but that, that I tell that personal story to just make, to maybe motivate some people who are out there. If you're thinking of starting something entrepreneurial and you've been holding yourself back and, you know, maybe you, you have the excuse of a regular job or some other things that are going on in your family or whatever, find the time to just at least start it and then just start building it up as you can make more, more time for it. I mean, cause the longer you keep putting it off, the, the longer, I mean, the, the greater the chance is going to be that, you're never going to get to it. You're never going to. Yeah. And, and you know what, if you are working a full-time job or you have another, this life block, that means you, you don't have the pressure of, Oh my God, I got to make this work today, tomorrow. That's right. You can kind of work at your own pace and build it yeah. as you, as you're able to. Um, you know, for me, I, I'm kind of the minority, the, the exception to the rule. I, most people know this. I have not worked a job since I was uh, basically a grown adult. I sort of accidentally went that route, but uh, you know, when I graduated high school, I took two years of college. Uh, college wasn't my thing. I took business school. I just, I'm not a kid to sit in a classroom and learn stuff. I was like, eh. And so I worked for my dad, who was a general contractor over summers. He semi-retired and moved to Florida. My dad was a Marine for 24 years or whatever. And so he, uh, he ran contracting, you know, in his older age, he, he retired to Florida. I stayed where we're from, which was outside of Baltimore. And after a year of being there by myself, I had a little apartment and I just hung out. I'm like, you know, I kind of don't want to do this contracting thing. I, I took my dad's jobs. I was like, I'm just going to move to Florida and see what happens. And I'm going to try to run a business. And before right. I had left, I was on Craigslist 
everyone loves Craigslist, our favorite right. website. And, uh, and I was buying and selling stuff. I would just meet people at the corner for like a bicycle for 20 right. bucks and then put it right back up for 50 and make $30. I'm like, man, I just made 30 bucks and I'm working for like $12 an hour, $11 an hour. It takes me three, four hours to make money that I just made in 10 minutes. I'm like, there's gotta be something to this. And yeah. you know, there was no Amazon and no Instagram right. and none of that stuff existed. But right. you know, if I could have seen the future, I would have been like, wow, let me jump on this faster. But I still did it. And I moved to Florida and I, I lived with my parents for a couple of years. I'm like, I'm going to build it. I'm going to build it. Just believe in me. And I, I made enough money to give them a few bucks and buy a car and get started until I could move out on my own again. And now 15 years later, I've been in Florida 15 years. And uh, yeah, I just never wanted to have that job and rely on people for anything. I'm like, I just want to do this myself. And if I, if I go down in flames, I go down in flames. But if I make it, I'm going to know that I took that leap and I started it and I did it. And I, I didn't like, I, I'm the person that will, you know, like if, if I look at a mountain, I'm like, man, I'm going to climb that mountain. Kate will tell you tomorrow morning I'm outside. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to the mountain. She's like, for real? And I'm like, I'm headed out there. I'll catch you later. And she's like, you just told me that last night at like midnight. I'm like, yep. I don't wait on anything. As soon right. as I say, I'm going to do something. Now I'm not going to lie. I do procrastinate things. Right. But when I tell you I'm going to do something, I am going to do it. Like there's no and anything about it, I'm going to do it. So well, that, that, then that's exactly why I, you know, early on when I started watching resellers on YouTube and when I started watching it, which even years, a few years ago, three, four years ago, five years ago, there was nothing like there is now. I mean, there's no. so many channels now. There were really just like, it was like back in the days when there was CBS, NBC, and you know, ABC. ABC. Yeah. What it was like, yeah, yeah, like you were one of the main channels. And uh, I always gravitated towards towards your channel because I really enjoyed that that work ethic part and that you know overcoming obstacles and it, it motivated it really motivated me I, and I'm a I'm someone who's naturally motivated but you know you were in that space and so that motivated me I feel like space. you're the I feel like you're the hardworking around the clock type guy yeah which I, am. I, I can yeah. be yeah. but I'm I feel like I'm the guy that's like to get this stuff in motion type person and you're yeah. like the guy that just hammers out the work afterwards yeah yeah, very true. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah no, that's true. I mean, uh, I, I'm always doing some. I'm always up practice. I mean, yeah, I sleep here and there, but um, <laughs> <laughs> we sleep here and there, <laughs> right? But I, I have so many other, so many things going on that uh, I don't even understand. Yeah. If I had to have your schedule, I'd probably, I'd be dead. It'd be over. It's, It'd be it bad. is kind of crazy, but uh, he, he has but, this ridiculous like I'm a doctor schedule at noon. I'm a YouTuber, a reseller at four. I'm a YouTuber yeah. at eight. I'm a dad at 10. <laughs> and, right. And then I run the medical website too. So, which, then, is, yeah. another, which is another business. So that's, yeah. So yeah. Dominic's published more books than I've been years alive or something. So <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, this is all part of, you know, the expansion and growing and adding stuff on all year long. This, you know, look at people. I always reference, like I watch a lot of YouTubers and different people. They, they start with a YouTube channel and then they, they do, they do affiliate sales and then they, they create a podcast and then they're, they're doing a, you know, uh, what Jake Paul and Logan Paul are professional boxers now. And like you, you got YouTubers fighting UFC fighters. I mean, whatever <laughs> they have to do to, you know, grow their brand and their business right. and make money is, is what they do. I'm like, 
you know, it's, I watch all these people and I, I'm not going to get in the, in a boxing ring with Floyd Mayweather anytime soon, but no, that's um, a, yeah. it's just, you know, some of these people do what they have to do. Look, look, even Conor McGregor jumping in the ring with Floyd Mayweather. He's not a boxer. He had no chance of winning a boxing match. Against Floyd right. Mayweather. That's but right. he did it because he wanted to add on to what, you know, his resume is. So right. um, I'm intrigued by people that do that. It, it makes yeah. me. It is interesting. I, I think though that, you know, what you were talking about affiliate marketing earlier, which I, which I do as well. Um, I just think it's real important for anyone listening to this to make sure that as you're developing your brand, whatever that is, reselling or not, that whatever affiliate marketing you're doing is authentic and genuine yeah. to your customer base. Because if they feel that it's not, uh, then it's not going to go over well. But if they no. feel, if they trust you, if they trust your brand and they, you know, they know you're looking out for them and the things you're recommending for them are things that, you know, they know they could trust your opinion on, mm. then that's where it's going to work. And yep. so it, you got to make but sure. Yeah, that's a, that's a twofold. Not only will they not buy the product and you won't make any money, it's right. also going to turn them off to you in general across the you board. Know. So you don't want one promotion or one product to end up costing you your customers or your viewers or your supporters. Yeah. Um, pretty much everything that I support. So my normal Facebook group and channel links are all the equipment or products that either I use right now or that I did use. Obviously we upgrade and, and change products out, but like light kits and printers and scales and poly nailers, it's, it's everything that we use on a daily basis. Um, outside of that, you know, I, I promote actual products. So for example, recently I've promoted a product called my reseller genie. It's an inventory tracking and, and accounting program. And I use QuickBooks, which I love. I've used QuickBooks for a decade and I love QuickBooks and it's a fantastic product, but I'm actually thinking of switching next week to my reseller genie right. full time because they have a lot more features than QuickBooks. They're cheaper, they're easier, cleaner to, uh, to use. I've made friends with the owners and creators of it. Everything is awesome. And I would never talk bad about QuickBooks. It's an amazing right. product. If you yep. want to use QuickBooks, by all means, but I'm going to promote my reseller genie because I love it. I genuinely love it and I'm going to use it. And people are like, well, you don't even use QuickBooks anymore. You're not going to use QuickBooks. Right. Because I have a better option. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with QuickBooks and you may right. like QuickBooks better. It just, there's different products. And so, you know, everything that I do promote, I have absolutely either used myself or I like. There's a lot of products I won't put my, my, you know, I've been asked, I've been asked tons of times, like, yep. Hey, do you think you want to support this? And I'm like, look, I use so-and-so or X and I haven't heard good things about your product. I'm not familiar with your product. I haven't used it. Uh, I, I can't support you. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. And I deal with the same thing too, with my, uh, with the, my medical blog uh, website, it's called um, the med friendly medical blog. And basically um, I have companies that basically pay me to put guest blog postings up. And so they pay me anywhere between 60 and $80 per blog post, which for me is really just a cut and paste, a format, uh, review it, edit it, um, you know, and just also make sure, this is the important part, is making sure that the information is, is accurate and that it's not misleading and it's not anything that's, you know, crazy controversial from a scientific perspective. Especially and, in the medical field, yeah. Especially, because my name is on it, it's my, blog and I would have liability. So, yep. uh, which is another reason why I formed an, an LLC. Uh, also, <laughs> thanks to you and your information about that. But um, I can't tell you how many times a year I turn down people who offered to you know, send me quick, easy 60, 80 bucks just to post something that 
I just know is not the proper thing to be posting. And so I just let them know, sorry, this isn't appropriate. And here's why. This doctor who you want me to promote, he just lost his license in five states. So this post you're sending me is really a reputational builder, you know, because that's what happens sometimes. Yeah, and so yeah. I'll get things like that. So, um, you know, or this product you're sending me has just been banned in, you know, five countries. So sorry, no, I'm not posting about it. So, yeah. uh, you know, so there's a lot of, you know, you could, you, you got to be careful, especially when more opportunities come your way in entrepreneurship, that you don't just, you know, quickly you know, go for the quick dollar when it is overriding what you think is, you know, ethical or, or moral or correct or, you know, valid and true. Your, your long-term reputation and standards are worth way more than 60 or $80. I oh, totally. Absolutely. Totally. So that, that's like a tip and trick for any industry. Always, always, always evaluate. This was a, a Dave lesson for me. Uh, the worth of the person or product versus your long-term worth. Yep. value what they're offering you versus what you are worth going forward. So always, that was a lesson he taught me a long time ago. Um, I, 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 that's probably one of the biggest lessons he ever taught me. I can't wait to have him on the podcast. He's one of Dom's favorites. I'm going to get uh, Dom's questions for him. I'm going to, I'm going to grill him. I'm going to grill him when he's on here. He, he, he can, you know, with Dominic, I know that I won't have to edit the podcast very much if at all with drive time. I'm probably going to have like 8,000 cuts. So we, we both know it. I like to make it easy on you, man. Yeah. So 2021, we've got what? Three and a half, four days left going forward. Advice yeah. for anyone in general, resellers, entrepreneurs, whatever it is. What do you say if you had to wrap up this year and then what you hope for next year? Just the advice you give everyone. I always say at the end of every year, no matter what, is to reevaluate you know, your year and to figure out what was slowing you down, what was hampering your growth, and come up with a solution for that so that you could be faster and better, whether that's investing in new technology, whether that's changing your processes around, whether that's constructing things around your workplace differently, figure out ways to improve on things so that you're not only working hard, like we both discussed that we do, but that you're also working smarter. You've got to do that. Yeah. Um, that includes asking for help if you need it. Uh, I've been doing that uh, this year some more with uh, my wife, Mrs. Primetime, who's uh, gotten involved in the last few months into my reselling business and it's helping us grow which is another point I wanted to hit on is that you should definitely have goals for growth and innovating like we were talking about you you really you know you really got to try not to end off 2021 exactly where you were at 2020 how do you want to be better what do you want to do different find a way to put a number to that that you could strive towards and if you can't hit it fine but figure out why towards as the year is going on and figure out what you need to do to get there. Do you have to cut something else out that's not um, working as effectively for you? Uh, you know, do you have to streamline things some more? That's important. Like we were talking about, uh, always explore new revenue streams, really important uh, social media uh, or otherwise uh, new technology always coming out. There's always different things that you could do to grow your business. And uh, as we were just talking about, making sure you're responsive to your customer base, that you're interacting with them. You do a great job with that uh, in terms of responding to comments, responding to emails. I try to do that myself. I try to respond to every comment or as many as possible. Awesome. And also, I also, here's another tip, a little psychological tip. Sometimes when you're responding to people, try to use people's names. Yes. You know, people love that. Make it personal for them. Yeah. And uh, remember, make, it, make it, it was genuine. 
Yeah. Yeah. Make it genuine. Uh, so it doesn't look like you're just doing form responses to everybody. People hate that. Yep. Uh, and, and American Express recently did a study. Uh, it was actually this year where they found that um, the majority of people who had one bad experience with a brand, just one, were willing to just leave that brand in the dust yep. and go on to another brand. So That's you're not going to get many chances. No. And that's crazy. I say that to Kate all the time. I can remember the days when you would call like your cell phone service, you'd have bad day or whatever. And they'd be like, yes, sir, let us help you. Uh, we're going to, you know, give you, give you a week free or this or that. And now you call a lot of companies. I'm picking on cell phone companies because I had some issues, but they, they're like, uh, what can we do for you? I'm having such, such problem. They're like, well, that sucks. Why don't you call X? I'm like, I'm sorry, what? You used to bend over for me. Now you're like telling me to go call someone else. It seems right. like customer service has gone down the toilet oh my god it's horrible yeah and so if you are the person that's providing the good customer service you are already winning over a lot of other people i do i'm with you i try to respond to as much as possible sometimes it gets out of control but um you know as long as people see you responding to a majority of it they realize like hey he's doing his best and they won't usually hold it against you too much um the technology side of things upgrading your business absolutely investing uh that's the discipline part putting that money back in into things that make you work smarter, faster, harder, um, you know, all the different equipment, whatever, you know, a better computer, a better phone, right. a better printer, all of it is worth it. Not to mention it's tax deductible in pretty much every case. So uh, no excuses on that side. Um, you know, for me this year, I spent a lot of time looking at the news and, and watching a lot of stuff. I wasted a ton of time. I get it. Uh, I'm past all of that. I'll keep up with what's going on this year, but I'm not going to invest as much time into like reading every single paragraph and sentence of every single story and comment that I see because it, it, it's all been repetitive. You know, at the beginning of this thing, it was, all right, I want to know what's going on. I want to know what's up. Now we pretty much all get it. Um, we had an election this year, uh, not to go political, but I think a lot of us spent a ton of time in political conversations or on topics. Uh, I don't think there's anyone that was innocent of not reading tons of articles or comment sections. I mean, I'll tell you right now, regardless of what side you're on, we all did it, right? We all spent time uh, invested in this election. So now there won't be an election. Um, mm -hmm. And hopefully that'll free up some more time. <laughs> uh, sure. It's just, it's just one of those things you can't help but to be invested in our country and what was going on and, and the health crisis and the election and all this stuff all in one year. So hopefully next year allows for less wasted time and uh, we can put that back into the business. So Hey, let me, end, if we're going to end off, let me end off with one little story for you that I think you're yep. going to be proud of me for. Okay. Cause it's one of my <laughs> resolutions for 2021. Okay. Okay. We'll talk about wasted time. Uh -oh. I can't tell you, I, I've told you this before, but how much time I have wasted with my YouTube channel doing retakes because <laughs> I said, <laughs> something wrong so, so i made right so it's insane so i made a resolution that for now on and i made this three videos ago okay i said the first take is the first take if i screw it up i screw it up and it, i'm just going with it in the video so i just put up one today for example where in the somewhere in the middle of the video i meant to say awesome yeah but i said often yeah. okay and I just, now normally that's a, for me, that used to be a stop and retake. And now I've lost all this time. So I just said, awesome. I just changed it, went with it. And then when I listened to it back, it wasn't as bad as I had, you know. It, it's never as bad as we think. No, it's not. But I'm so, so I was so self-critical of it that I would just keep redoing it. And um, the last 
three videos since I made that resolution. My wife can't even believe it because she's like feels bad for me sometimes how many times that we do this. Yeah. Uh, she can't believe it. The last three videos in a row, all done first take. And that's how they're going to be in 2021. That's just so anyone listening to this who's watched my channel, you're probably going to see a few little more blips in there. But uh, let, me, let me tell you what's good about that, though. And Kate's been preaching this to me for years. I yeah. need a blooper reel for blooper videos. <laughs> I'm like, no, I can't do it. Right. So that is, that is a, re a resolution I should probably put in place. The other resolution I'm going to put in place is that every single time I record a video, I am going to check and double check my microphone connection and battery life before I start talking oh, and record 30 worst. minutes of no audio. <laughs> uh, I, I have done that and it's refreshing to hear that as someone as experienced as you has done it. That is the absolute worst. worst I had that happen probably three times this year and i i just wanted to explode afterwards the level of infuriation and anger is, oh. i have recorded like if i record a three minute clip and there's right. no audio i'm like sure. you gotta be kidding me right right, like, God, right. i record like a 30 minute clip right. and i will go right cow horns through the house oh. like Ugh. yeah Oh my God. It's the worst, especially because when you're done, for those who don't know, when you make a 30 minute video or even a 20 minute one or even 15 for that matter, you know, if you, you did a good job, you, you know, you feel like, you know, it came out well. And then when you're done, you're, you hit the button it's over. You're just like, oh, all right, now I upload it. And then you realize that it didn't even record. record and, oh my, it's horrible. And, and most of the time you're like, what did I say? That was so awesome. Now I can't right. remember what I said. Right. Right. It's terrible. Like I made sure this one, I've been watching this one the whole time because we have audio <laughs> right before we started. And I'm like, I've been watching it the whole time. I'm like, we're good. We're good. Because yeah. if we didn't get this, no. not, you know, if you have a guest, it's even harder because you're like, hey, so yeah. it turns out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that's my resolution for this year. Hopefully all of you have resolutions. I'm going to update this or up, update. See, here we go. I'm going to upload this podcast <laughs> to Anchor. Anybody who's listening to this as I link it out, um, Anchor is a free uh, uh, anchor podcast app and website. They distribute all of your podcasts for free through six different platforms, iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, pocket cast and anchor. So you're on all those platforms for free. They have premium editions, shameless plug. Anchor is not a sponsor of my channel. I don't get paid for them, whatever. Um, I just really love the podcast platform, but anchor, if you'd like to sponsor me, I'd love to have you. Um, so yeah, so it's great. If you want to start a podcast, look into it. Um, but on the Anchor platform, if you want to leave questions for Dominic or for me or for anyone, there's actually an app button. When you download the app, it's in the corner. You can click it that says leave message. And it is a text message or a voice message. You can leave either. And we can read them or hear them. And then we can play them back on a future podcast or I can pass it on to Dominic. Whatever the case might be, it's a really cool feature on Anchor. And uh, so if you do listen to us on the Anchor app, please do not hesitate to leave a question, comment or concern, and you can also leave a review, which is always highly appreciated as well. It, unless it's one star, if it's five stars, I love you. If it's one star, please reach out to me first. Okay, so that's what we've got for the podcast. I wanna thank Dominic, of course, as always, for taking his time. Uh, you heard about his schedule. He's been with me for over an hour right now. So um, thank you, Dominic, that's awesome, it's amazing. It's my pleasure, and uh, I guess I'll announce this for the first time here, but uh, for, for those of you uh, who are big Rockstar Flipper fans, as has been true the last several years, uh, he's gonna be my first guest uh, on my channel. Uh, for my first live show of the year. I believe that it's Wednesday night, the first Wednesday night of January. I think it's January 6th. 
and uh, it's nine o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So make sure you come that on by. Video for link will be as soon as I get it from Dominic. Will be linked there. I will link his main channel immediately. But that will be January the sixth. So yep. all of his links will be in the description box. And when I put this out in emails and everything, if you received an email or message from me, it'll be directly in that email. Links to his YouTube channel. I'll link his um, comic book tour uh that series and i'll also as soon as i get the link to the live video for january 6th i'll put that in there as well otherwise just subscribe to his channels and turn the notifications on and you'll get a notice as soon as that goes up uh dominic will let you get back to the real world um i'm gonna go get some food i'm staying in a resort currently in orlando while i have a house built so that's where we filmed or recorded this podcast from and uh we'll have more guests next week uh, i'm gonna try to put up a podcast either every friday or every saturday once the new year gets started i'll decide on that uh, I do know who next week's guest is. It is Keith and Star from the Flippin' Hippos uh, because they are coming to Florida to visit us um, to view some new houses. They may be moving here. And also we have a wholesale deal for business that we're looking into. So um, we'll have that podcast up and a live video as well. So until then, we appreciate everyone watching. Thank you guys so much. Thank Dominic, you, anything left? No, thanks everyone. Just remember, constantly challenge yourself to be better. And if you're thinking of doing something like we said earlier, now's the time. Now's the time. Never better. Thanks again. We'll see everyone next time. Make sure you click Dominic's links. Go check them out. And until the next podcast, have a wonderful evening. See you guys.